Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. It is February 5th in the year 2020. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast for the Wednesday Night Wars, AEW Dynamite versus NXT on USA. Interesting shows tonight for both. We had some stuff we don't normally see, some unexpected surprises, a major return in NXT to end the show this evening. Uh, Matt, high-level thoughts on what went down tonight? Cool. I'm always a fan of something unexpected, you know? So um, I dug tonight. Yeah. Uh, Justin, what'd you think? Yeah, I enjoyed both shows. I thought AEW had a little bit better emotion, uh, but I thought NXT had the better bell-to-bell action. Yeah. NXT, man, I don't know what was the bigger surprise tonight. Uh, Bianca getting into it with Charlotte and Rhea. Uh, You called it. I know. I couldn't believe it actually happened. Uh, Hey, a broken clock is right twice a day. Uh, But that was a surprise. Velveteen Dream showing up was a surprise, but perhaps even more so, Tyler Breeze may have had the best match of his career tonight. Crazy. It was nuts. Uh, Which one should we dive into first? Let's do NXT. I can't believe I'm saying that, but I was really big on NXT tonight. It was good, man. I mean, so we opened up with uh, the Broserweights. We got Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne off their Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic win last week. Coming out to celebrate, they came out riding a decorated golf cart with the Dusty Classic Cup on the back. And wouldn't you know it, Undisputed Era wanted to have some words with them in advance of the tag match they're going to have at TakeOver Portland. Now, of course, they got into it, um, started attacking, and uh, yeah, now pardon me, wait a second, no. The attack didn't happen here. They just uh, faced off here at the top. There was some stuff later that built this up for the six-man match that we uh, saw in the main event tonight. Uh, But this was a good open to the show. I have to say, though, Matt, what did you think of going from this really strong promo into Angel Garza versus Isaiah Swerve Scott, especially Angel coming off of uh, uh, this past Monday on Raw? What was your problem with it? Um, I thought that... Angel had some good heat, but at the start, it was kind of like, how do you follow up that opening segment with the Broserweights and Undisputed uh, Era that's match how, for match? Yeah, th- That's how, with a match that uh, – something to th- that has to be completely different. It couldn't be another promo. It couldn't yeah. be a backstage vignette. It had to have been a match. I just – I didn't care for the match, actually. 
Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying with, I think, Angel. Okay, so Justin, what do you, where, where, how do you think Angel's stock is right now? He had a great showing Monday night on Raw, but how do you think this match uh, followed up on that? I, I personally, I felt it was a little slow to start. I mean, I think I think you know he still got the win. He got to cut a promo. I mean, I think this is the stock has never been higher in his professional career. I mean, he, he's on Raw, albeit kind of as an audible because Andrade is uh, suspended. But who cares? He's 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 not. It's a great week for him. Uh, and, and to the, and just to the opening promo, uh, <laughs> I pop big. I don't know why. It's the stupidest thing, but I pop with the rest of the crowd to Matt Riddle's. Uh, uh, how, how many fish can Bobby Fish fry? If Bobby Fish could fry fish, that was good. <laughs> Riddle, man, Riddle and Dunn, I think Pete Dunn shows that Matt Riddle has been lacking a straight man, someone that he can play off of and vibe off of. And I think that this ah. pairing with them is working very well. It, it weirdly is. I don't like it on paper at all. But yet, like, do you remember when they were showing them in the sitting in the, like, the front row? I forget what the show was. And they were like, like sitting like five feet away from their opponents at World yeah. Collide, I think it was maybe. I don't know. I just it, he was playing off him in that moment. I thought it was kind of cheesy, like when Pete Dunn was trying to talk and he's making all this stupid, you know, shaka, you know, shaka signs in the back behind him. It looks stupid. But then tonight, I thought it was a home run. The crowd is into it, and I think uh, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, do you think they're they, going to win the titles? They're into everything, though. I, I hope they don't win the titles. I, I hope. Like it, this has this oddball chemistry that like Daniel Bryan and Kane had, but I don't need to see this go that long. This could be something that's just a little, you know, a couple more. This is slow down Riddle, I think. Riddle, yeah, this is a couple, Riddle, Riddle, couple more weeks. Star. Yeah, a couple more weeks and let these guys go back to being single stars. Phil Phil with a $5 Canadian <clears throat> super chat. That's like a good $4.25 American saying Riddle needs to drop the bro thing and turn heel. What is a king of bros anyhow? I will tell you, it is that you're the king. Of bros, just as it says. Yeah, Jeff Spicoli is my king of bros. I, <laughs> I don't recognize anyone else in on that throne. That's just me. Uh, no, I think it's a good gimmick. I think, though, with Pete Dunn, man, there's something about having a guy with him. Yeah. It just sells it so much better. I thought that promo was good. And, uh, yeah, I think with uh, what we're looking at right now, I don't know. I could see them winning the titles to take over, especially if Undisputed Era is going to start to crumble a bit more. I hope not. Well, so Angel Garza got that win over Isaiah Swerve Scott tonight. And after that, he was saying that, you know, he uh, wants to to go back uh, or wants to go against Jordan Devlin for the Cruiserweight title. He knows he's in the building tonight and he'll be watching. So I think they're going to build towards that. Uh, you know, it was good, good exposure for him on Raw. And I think uh, he looked really good in this match. Mm-hmm, he did. He did. Uh, backstage undisputed era was pulling a staffer, some enhancement talents, uh, looking for Tommaso Ciampa. We saw Sergeant Slaughter singing, sitting at ringside. That was kind of cool. Random. Mm-hmm. Random. Yes. Uh, I feel like they don't do that as much. Remember like in old NXT, it used to be every week they would have some sort of legend yeah. or hall of famer there. So yeah, this was kind of different. Um, but then we had Dominic Dijakovic versus Killian Dane. Poor Killian Dane, man. Uh, Dijakovic, great offense here. Looks really good. They're yes. setting him up. He's going to face Keith Lee for the NXT North American yes. title at TakeOver in Portland. This served its purpose. This was good. I, I'm okay with this. This was a very good win, and it shows he can beat a bigger guy. Um, it, it sets him up perfectly to help get Keith uh, Lee even more elevated when Keith Lee goes over on him. 
Yeah, and I love Dijakovic's uh, finisher that he does, uh, the feast your eyes. I mean, it's it's it just it, you know it's, it's simple, but it looks really good. He's you know he's got these long limbs. It just looks powerful. Him dropping a knee into somebody's face after he's. I talking. think feast your eyes is corny as hell, though, for what it's worth. Yeah, you know, Matt, the, name, and, and, the wording. The, yeah, you know, and this might be where, what you always say. Eyes. Who the hell's really? You know this, but but you know what you you can say that this might be what, like you say, Matt, about how the um, people's elbow. Are you really gonna go there? No, it was not. <laughs> Okay. I, I was gonna go with how you talk about how the NXT crowd they they, they go for anything and like and I think I think feast your eyes a little corny I think oh bask in his glory is a little corny I mean I think there's I think this I think it's not just to him if but you had sorry but, but that crowd there embraces anything so. if you have an international crowd bask in his glory is super over right because it's one of their their chants that's it goes along with the the rhythm if whatever yeah, you uh, call it right with. Yeah. Their soccer chance. Yeah, yeah, uh, true. So true. that's big. It's always going to be over. With, but I don't know. I can't see it getting too over in America, though. Like eventually, Feast it will die. Featureize is corny. <laughs> uh, Dijakovic versus Keith Lee is going to be awesome, though. I had to, he, to, 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 let me just be fair, though. I'm huge, huge, huge Dominic fan. I think he. I, I think he's awesome. Um, man. So, I don't know. With Killian Dane, it's got to be weird, though, right, Matt? I mean, his experience is going to be similar to when you were on the main roster and went back down to OVW. I mean, for him, he was on the main roster. He had that yeah, exposure. Yeah, I wasn't doing jobs. I came down and went yeah. damn near undefeated and became the champion. You know? Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. So, it was like, imagine what your experience was and imagine Killian Dane's. And it's, uh, I don't know. And, and then, to be fair, I mean, OVW was a pipeline, obviously, of just studs that were being pulled up to SmackDown and Raw like every other week. Um, but... It still wasn't NXT by any stretch of the imagination. NXT is its own entity and it's its own beast. So, you know, I can't. Yeah, I shouldn't I, compare it. Yeah, I mean, Glenn. At any point, if they if they decided to start next week, and starting next week have five straight weeks of Killian Dane getting booked and having wins, I would believe it. It's not like he's yes. been. It's not like he's been discredited and buried. That is why big yeah. guys have always been in wrestling for right. that reason and that reason alone. They're the most realistic looking performers, generally speaking, and. It's always easy to get a big guy on a run, and then all of a sudden, like me in TNA, let's use an example. Out of left field, I'd be tagging with like Hernandez, right? We'd be tag champs. No, worse. I shouldn't say worse. That makes that makes it sound like I wasn't appreciative. I don't mean it that way. Um, but better scenario for my example is I was bodyguarding per se, Jim uh, uh, Rick Flair rather in the Fortune gimmick. Right, the four yeah. of them pretty, pretty much wrestling, and I was out there being Lex Luger, but with a suit on. And out of left field, they decided to turn me face and have me wrestling for the World Heavyweight Championship. I went on a six-month run and a six-month storyline with Jeff Hardy for the title it, because it's believable that mm -hmm. you know I could just turn on Ric Flair. I got a match versus Ric Flair. I got a win over Ric Flair, and boom, I was made in one night. And it's believable because I'm a seven-foot monster. Yeah, I mean, but, 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 you know, in a little bit similar case, Batista did the same thing. One minute he's Deacon Batista, the next minute he's the he's the you know oh, he's he, he he is the animal Batista. It worked. You you can you can speed it up, and it's believable. Like you yeah. can lose a bunch, right? But then as soon as you they got to get you on track, and then you got to get you some wins under your belt, and then you look unbeatable. Yeah. Yeah. We shall see. Uh, Matt, at what age did you have to start buying suits at a big and tall shop? I got to think by 14, uh, you weren't able to buy off the rack anymore. You, I, sometime in high school, I'm thinking, I didn't have a suit. Yeah. Actually. 
I was gonna say people forget this if you haven't seen Matt in a while. I think it, I'm so used to seeing you on the podcast. Every time I see a photo of you, it's just like, dear God, he is tall in person. That's all I'm gonna be doing. He's just being like, this is the guy I see hunched over whose head is level with mine. <laughs> he's got a good foot and a half on me. <laughs> uh, anyhow, so we got uh, oh yeah, the uh, undisputed are hunting Tommaso Ciampa. Mm-hmm. Um, we had oh this conversation between Mauro moderating Finn Balor and Johnny Gargano via via mm-hmm. split video feed. I know we've had problems with this style of presentation before, but what did you think? This was almost more like a promo off as opposed to yeah a real face off. Yeah, it's them trying to be different, right? Trying to use technology, um, different forms of it, right? I'm a fan of that. I'm a, I'm always a fan of them thinking outside the box and trying something that we don't see every week. So I, I dug this. I thought this was okay. Justin, what'd you think? I thought Gargano was really good. How do you think Finn uh, came no, across? I'll be honest. I actually missed a little bit of this. I, I whatever, whatever was on AEW at the time really had my full attention and audio. So I, I caught little bits. So not enough that I'm going to judge good or bad to this one. Uh, I think it'll be a good match, but yeah, it's given everything else that's going on right now in NXT. It's kind of funny that Gargano versus Ciampa or pardon me, Gargano versus Finn Balor is kind of like, the second tier takeover match. Yeah, that is pretty crazy. I mean, Finn, Finn's, Finn's fallen, Finn's fallen off a little bit. I mean, you know, he, he's, it was a big, it was, it was a big deal when he came to NXT, yep, but even that, be. it's kind of uh, just, I mean, so he, I mean, yeah, he, he he's going to need, I don't know what the plan is for him come WrestleMania time. And obviously NXT is going to be involved in WrestleMania on WrestleMania Sunday, which we'll talk about here soon. But, um, I mean, Finn needs to get a Finn needs to get some victories and get some cred because he's he's kind of he's just kind of there. He's not, uh, I don't know. Yeah, there's no trajectory right now. Yeah. Um, Mercedes Martinez versus Katie Cananzaro. Uh, loved the promo, the video they showed for Mercedes before this match. I love Mercedes. I, I she's lo- great. I've always loved her as a talent. Now, Justin, what's up with Casey? Because there were all these stories a couple months ago that she was done, that she left, and here she is yeah. back tonight. She was kind of enhancement talent at the end of the match, but uh, what's her yeah. status? Uh, she's there. I mean, she's still on her contract. I mean, and they, obviously they gave her some shine in the Royal Rumble, as we saw, giving mm-hmm. giving her the the spot, kind of giving her the Kofi kind of booking, where she she uh, you know had the great uh, hope spot of not getting eliminated. She's there. I, yeah, I remember hearing those rumors too, and I don't know. I think I think maybe it was an injury she dealt with, and maybe they thought that was it. But she's there. She's um, and I feel like I'd have to Google. I feel like she's dating. One of the the boys too. So ricochet, I don't ricochet, the ricochet. Okay, yeah. So thought I I thought I heard she was dating somebody. So there you go. She's not going anywhere. Can't keep up with everybody's personal life. But uh, I mean, there's enough on screen stuff to follow. Anyhow, uh, how do you think Mercedes looked tonight? Awesome. Great. Yeah. Great. Awesome. So Casey had like two really good spots in this. The mm-hmm. head scissors takedown was awesome. Um, she looked good, but yeah, this was Mercedes. This was her match. Yes. Um, as, it, as it should be. I think she's a star and she's been waiting for this opportunity forever. NXT is so stacked with women right now. The women's division is so freaking good. Um, th- it could be its own show, just the NXT women. Yes, I agree. Totally agree with that. Um, 
Okay, so Rhea Ripley said Charlotte uh, was backstage with Kathy Kelly. Charlotte Flair was on her way to the building. Rhea says her only concern tonight is Bianca Belair, of course, who she's facing a takeover Portland. But it's nice of the queen to show up. Uh, we got a bit of hype for Dakota Kai versus Tegan Knox, a street fight that's going to happen at takeover. And uh, finally, Tommaso Ciampa attacking Undisputed Era. They spilled that into the ring. Matt Riddle, Pete Dunn getting involved in it. William Regal came out setting up a main event for later in the night. Of course, with four, four versus three, this is where I thought they kind of tipped their hand of where that was going to go. Um, but let's talk about Jordan Devlin, the cruiserweight champion versus Tyler Breeze. Oh, man. When when Tyler Breeze came out tonight to start this match, he got attacked by Jordan ahead of time. Did you even think we were going to have a match? And if so, how long did you think this was going to go? <laughs> nah. Just on paper. Okay. I thought this was a match to make Jordan, obviously, and it would be a very quick match. I thought maybe five, maybe. This had two commercial breaks in this match. Um, Tyler Breeze, man, every once in a while they let him remind us how good he is. Oh, man. Yeah? Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Who would you, if you can give a spot to on the show... You can only you can only use one of these two talents. All right, your your card is full, but you can only use one of these two talents. Who would you use, Finn Balor or Tyler Breeze? This is a tough one, man. I feel like Finn's faded into the the background a little bit. I think if they rebrand Tyler, like drop the male model thing, just have him be pretty boy Tyler Breeze. You don't like the male model thing. Well, but I'm saying that I think there's a ceiling on that, I right? It's like back to the way. Nah, it used he, to be. Yeah, you know, he he needs more definition to him. Right yeah. now, he looks too generic, like a dude so. that's that, that. Yeah, he, you know, his, like his Christian, his, Christian was with, yeah, yeah. It, it, Tyler Tyler Breeze's peak was when he had the selfie that was then projected onto the yes. screen. And and and, the, like and the the entrance where they followed his feet and he does the yeah. I mean, you need okay. def, you need definition he, otherwise he, you're just another dude. He had a star feel to him, man. Yeah. That's why I was so disappointed with how they brought how they did him when they brought him up on the main roster. Sorry about the train in the background. I'm outside. Um, but seriously, I was so disappointed how they brought him up because he again WWE you had it done. The hard work was done for you. This guy was already over with your audience. Raj usually doesn't agree when I say that, but it's the truth. He was over with their audience, and he already was made a, in my opinion, a star with his with his character was already going to be a star. Just get the f out of the way and allow what these guys are doing girl, and girls are doing on NXT and bring it up on the main screen at the time. I think the gimmick was so strong that got in the way of letting him have really great matches at live events. He did it, but on TV a lot of the time, no, no way he was abusing dude. He, dude you got to go back and watch no. it. Yeah. Don't you remember? He was like, Christ, they were crushing it. He had some good ones, but they got yeah. shorter as time went on. As no, they, they, well, they, they got shorter when he, Raw, yes. And SmackDown. Yeah. yeah they got, short, yeah, they got, they got shorter when he had time constraints of, of, of raw or SmackDown, but an NXT on a takeover and he's able to go 15, 20 minutes. It, mm-hmm. Yeah, Daniel's still in the show. If he wasn't in the main, like, like he was doing really good. I, I thought that guy was going to be pretty damn big. I did because his character was so different. And what makes me even more disappointed to see that he's kind of, that he's kind of fallen into just kind of just being just generic dude is that like he was once already. Um, <laughs> that's too uh, he, Thank you, Tina. Um, 
he was once already generic dude. You know, back when it was Florida Championship Wrestling, he was like what Mike Dalton. Mike Dalton. You know, so like it took so it took a so they found something for him that he embraced, and and the, and the people got behind. So the fact that yeah they've moved away from it is just it's just that that's annoying. It sucks. I think he's still got a lot of potential. He does. I just wish they wouldn't. It's my biggest gripe. Gripe is like they have Nakamura, Joe, all these different talents, friggin' the demon, um, that are ready made for the big screen as far as Raw and SmackDown goes with these characters. Stop tinkering with them. Book them the same way they were booked on NXT, and you'll have yourselves more megastars. Nakamura should be a megastar. I think that ship sailed when they had what was that uh, vignette with him painting something backstage? So stupid. Yes. He's a uh, cool just, entrance, cool music. I know. Everything about him is cool. Not come on. Uh, Justin Lopez, $5 super chat saying, I thought Tyler Breeze was locked to be IC champ when I first yes, saw him. Yes, exactly. Dude, Justin Lopez hit it on the head. Yes. Right at that level, for sure. A Jeff Jarrett type of hand. You know, Jeff Jarrett had a very definitive character. Country singer. That's a you know I, mm-hmm. that's actually a good example of he could have been a modern day Jeff Jarrett. I think though that with strong gimmicks, that's what overshadows it. People think about the Fashion Police, they think about the male models yeah, tonight. It all up. Well, it was good, Funny. but yeah, but not in the way. Not as you said, Matt. If you're not taking bumps, you're you're winning. Like you're you're getting on TV without having to uh, to bump for it. But um, I don't know tonight. I mean, let's talk about this. What does that mean for how they see Jordan Devlin that tonight he had a super competitive match against Tyler Breeze? Because this guy just won the Cruiserweight Championship. I don't think it was a knock on him or them being disappointed or whatever, whatever negative, you know, it could be. I don't I don't think it was negative. I think they really like Tyler Breeze a lot. I do. And this was an opportunity to get him in there, plug him in, and then like what you just said, remind everybody how good he yeah. is and give him a fair opportunity. And they this was done very well, I thought. Yeah, it, it, this was a chance to um, in some ways showcase Jordan Devlin, just all the things he can do, and that could be tougher to showcase if it's a quick, if it's a quicker squash match. True. This is also a way to occupy three segments, uh, kill a little bit of time. Uh, and this also, I know I know that there, there's no down on Jordan Devlin because they, I... They just, still know we're taking a chance, though, Justin, because this guy's not been on TV very often in Tyler Breeze. So to eat up three segments of a show when you're competing against AEW, that was a gamble. And I'm glad they took it because it paid off. I guarantee you it paid off. That was a great match. Sure. And somebody who was singing, we had it in the headlines on Wrestling Inc. this week, somebody who was singing the praises of Jordan Devlin hard. I mean, and, and we're talking, you know, usually usually in the legends, they try not, not always to pinpoint somebody. They try to be generic. Shawn Michaels called out Jordan Devlin and said, you know, he likes a lot of the talent. He likes a lot of, but, but he, if he has to pull somebody, he put over Jordan Devlin hard. That's Sean freaking Michaels saying Jordan Devlin's going to be a star. That's big. Cause Sean, those guys don't always pinpoint one, one, one talent. They don't usually do that, but Sean came out in an interview just recently and put him over huge. So, um, I think this was great tonight. This everything from here on out. I mean, the, this really was a case of NXT starting well, but from uh, Mercedes onward, actually Tisha Kovic onward, like the show just got better and better and better because we went from this match. And if you turn the channel tonight, thinking again, Tyler Breeze versus Jordan Devlin, I'm going to watch AEW. Go back and watch this match tonight. I think this might be my favorite uh, match I saw on TV of uh, between both shows this evening. Um, we had Bianca Belair out there with Charlotte Flair and uh, Charlotte's getting the welcome home. Bianca, of course, is seen as a, as a huge superstar. Um, 
Charlotte, I mean, being really dismissive of Bianca, Rhea coming in, taking Bianca's side, they end up powerbombing Charlotte. So we didn't get Charlotte's answer about uh, Rhea's challenge for WrestleMania. But Matt, come on. Bianca, Charlotte, Rhea, triple threat. Bianca wouldn't have been out there tonight if that's not a potential direction they're at least thinking about. Yes. Yeah. I, I you do. I got to give you credit. You freaking called it. Um. Yeah, just, this, this was good use of Charlotte. I thought. You know, oh you, yeah. You're not. You're not going to damage her at all. She. She gives no. a nice little rub to both yeah. Bianca and Rhea, giving them some credibility, letting them double team her. You know, letting Bianca talk a little smack on her. I mean, this was. This was uh you you want to see this. I mean, look, I mean Charlotte's she's in the double digits already of title reigns. She, you know, she, you're not gonna harm her. Her, her last nope. name's Flair. So I this agree. was this was cool. And by the way, um just shout out to I saw somebody send me the message on the chat here, Kill Bill, about the ACDC, ACDC cover. Good looking out. I will do that. Thank you, Kill Bill. I want to acknowledge fans. Why are you wearing a Ken a Ken Kennedy shirt? Because I this is my favorite shirt ever. It's a Ken Kennedy shirt. And your favorite shirt. Yes, it is. And it matches the microphone. See, there you go. What is the whoa? Justin has a microphone tattooed on his body like Enzo Amore does. Wait a minute. I had it probably before. Wait, wait a minute. I need to know. Why do you have a tattoo of a microphone on your arm? Because I got it when I graduated with my broadcasting uh, degree. Ah, okay. Touche. Uh, Touche. Touche, I mean. And I stand corrected. That's actually mm-hmm. a good reason. Yep. You weren't inspired by LL Cool J and the mic on his arm? No, I was not. Just like I have Labar over here, it's my adopted last name. So I put it in my blood as homage to my adopted father. Oh, wow. Homage. 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 So I want to get back to this. You Uh, don't say the H. It's homage. Homage. We're loopy, guys, and we're only 24 minutes into this thing. We got a ways to go. Raj is pulling his hair out of his head. No, he's not. He's he's caressing Ryback's bald head. <laughs> Wait, do you think that they're like in the pool right now, like on rafts, <laughs> drinking daiquiris together, like Steam saying cheer? Hang on, saying cheers to each other and stuff. Like those suckers got to do the podcast. <laughs> oh, the fan fiction people could be writing. Can we make that cartoon of Ryback and Raj <laughs> hanging out in their swimming pool in on a raft together with daiquiris? anyhow before this goes further off the rails uh bianca belair is a goddamn (laughs) superstar she more than held her own tonight big time i think the crowd was hotter for her than Rhea, just because bianca had more to feed off of with charlotte's disrespect and she's a little i can't believe we're saying am i wrong for saying maybe because she's a little newer not much newer but a little bit newer than Rhea on this level so right now she's super white hot. Would you and say she she's more? Yeah, yeah. So I'm adding that in. Do you think she's more white hot at the moment than Rhea? I think because of the rumble, yeah. Right in this moment in time, this minute, right? Yeah, that's awesome. This is so good. Oh my god, it's this is going to be a triple threat. This is absolutely going to be a triple threat. I don't think they're going to pump the brakes on Rhea and do a title switch. I think Charlotte is going to interfere uh, next Sunday. Yeah. Take over Portland. We don't get a clean victory, and the rematch yep. will be at WrestleMania with all three. Incredible. Yeah. Good. Great. It is. It really is. Um, and, I, and I will be looking forward to that. I mean, dead serious, as one of my most looked forward to matches on WrestleMania that night. Dead serious. I think it's going to be fantastic. Uh, we had the Undisputed Era versus Matt Riddle, Pete Dunn, and Tommaso Ciampa. And mm-hmm. uh, 
Look, I got to be honest. I was paying more attention to the the lashes being doled out on AEW opposite this match, and I was just mm-hmm. waiting for the surprise at the end because you could see on the TV guide tonight they were going over again. It didn't end right at uh, the hour. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt, how do you think it looks when AEW's got MJF whipping Cody with uh, a belt? And then Undisputed Era is painting a yellow X on Tommaso Ciampa's back. Hmm. I don't, I know you want me to say a little copycat-ish, right? Well, I was going to say it looks kind of weak. I mean, that's not a heel move. If I'm whipping somebody with a belt, ooh, spray paint. I'm so afraid. I thought that WWE thought they were like upping the ante and they're weird head of theirs. Really? And I would want to be the one to inform them that they'd be very wrong. <laughs> it's worse. It's weaker. Like you said, weak. Yeah, weak. That's what I got from it. Yeah. I, You know what I thought? Kind of jumping the gun of our news that we'll talk about is, you know, based upon every, the WWE admitted and now they have uh, Killer Cross signed and he's at the Performance Center and they put the big yellow X. Killer Cross, the symbol, is the big red X. I was thinking, okay, the fourth person is going to come out here and make his debut is the newly signed Killer Cross. That's what I had thought for a minute there. That's why they did that. Dwarfs them. Yeah. Dude, that, he dwarfs them. Yeah. Where do you, I mean, we'll talk about this. We're talking about the news. Um, but the big surprise was Velveteen Dream making his return. Which is still cool. It's awesome. Yeah. Right? I mean, this is the shot in the arm NXT needs. Yes. So now they've got yes. Undisputed Era, Velveteen Dream, Ciampa, Gargano, Balor. Keith Lee, Dijakovic, and then an incredibly stacked women's division. Next week, the Wednesday Night Wars really begin. In my and, opinion. Yeah, and this is where they can catch AEW. This is where they can catch them regularly, I would even argue. With all their stars back and the stupid Dusty Rhodes thing done with, the tag tournament is now done with. Yeah, I agree with Chrono Falco, who says they made Velveteen Dream look like a megastar tonight. He took on all four members of the Undisputed Era on his own. Yes, I agree. He is a megastar, you know. He just is. Even when they tr- they start to underbook him a little bit, and they start to put him around that U.S. heavyweight intercontinental level mm-hmm. on the NXT brand uh, tier of their show, if you will, he still outshines everybody every single time. That's my favorite. He's my favorite act in the whole show. Always. It was a great way to end the show. He looked like a star. I'm really excited to see what they do with him. I mean, maybe he'll be in a one-on-one match with Roderick Strong at TakeOver. Uh, I don't know. I just want to point out, I love NXT, and and I love AEW more, obviously. But I just this is where I get frustrated with WWE by competing against them. Mm. I know we have fun with it, but, like, AEW can be a a big-time, huge company. like a WCW, right? To give them legitimate competition eventually. And I'll go back to what I said last time, you guys. They should have left well enough alone is what they should have done. They should have let them have their Wednesday nights because the bigger that company gets, the more successful it gets, the higher the ratings get. Wrestling will hit a boom period again as far as viewership goes. And the business can come back to where it once was. And it's just, it's just they don't learn their lesson. Like when you bought WCW, he should have let well enough be alone. He should not have bought it out and then have everybody inter, you know, twine into one show and two shows. Should have left WCW Nitro running on it. You know what I mean? Or they should have just done it that way, as it, it was a separate entity for competition. Without yeah. that, 
I'm sorry. That's when wrestling started to die its slow death. And I wrestled during that era. I don't mean to put it down as an era, but, you know, by putting it down. But it's no comparison to the attitude and some of the other golden ages of wrestling. The cartoon rock and wrestling era that we grew up as kids watching. It's just it can get back there. And I don't know why you'd want to kneecap them. You're a zillionaire company. You are Disney World. You're not going anywhere. You're not going to yeah. lose money in this. You're just not. You have the only opportunity to grow your money by everybody being exposed to the business of pro wrestling. Although, it's, Matt, you're like, in a... Yeah. Can, I, can I give you a quick example? Yeah, please. And I used to say this in, in sales, and it's true. People get misconstrued. Like, say there's a 7-Eleven, and across the street at that other gas station... And forget, there's a 7-Eleven that sells Coca-Cola, right? Right across the street on, that same, uh, on the corner is a Walgreens, and they sell Coca-Cola. Freaking 7-Eleven person's like, wait, wait a minute. I don't want you selling the Coca-Cola to my competition. They're going to go there now. That is not the way you, you should be looking at it. We should be looking at it as you're actually putting more um, ad, if you will, and exposure to the Coca-Cola product overall by having them both in both stores. That creates more um, knowledge or not knowledge. What's the word I'm looking for? More, um, demand awareness. Yeah. Awareness. Thank you. Of that brand. Therefore it gets more popular. Therefore more people are going to come in and want to buy it now. Therefore you will get it back on the back end because now it's a more popular product that you're selling in your store instead of wanting to be the only one that has it. So same thing with the, with the Wednesday night war thing. They should have just let AW have this night and build that brand and, and get these viewers that maybe WWE can't get. And get them back into watching wrestling again. And once they've shown that they've been able to grow this brand and bring in different um, viewers, uh, Glenn, yeah. then you strike. And then you start trying to go to war with them and steal those fans. Well, it's funny you bring up Disney. So you know this living near Orlando. Disney kind of slept on Universal for many years. Yeah. And now and they feel like they probably should have acted sooner. Now they're in a huge war. They're trying to outdo each other with every new attraction, every new announcement. And it's great for the consumer. But even Disney worries about the competition. And you, I'm not saying you take your eyes off of it. For yeah. good, good lord, no! You definitely, I watch every single thing that they're doing on AEW, and you monitor it definitely. But WWE, so I would argue WWE so far ahead of anybody else. You can't even use Disney to Universal. That's how far ahead WWE is than any other wrestling company. Yeah. There's well, nothing to compare it to because they are just so dominant. They are such a monopoly. I think it was tough with NXT already being on Wednesday nights. Um, that made you know they felt like they they felt like their turf was encroached upon. That's fair. I forgot that actually. Were they on the network on Wednesday nights? Yeah, yeah. and and that's what okay. and that's what you know. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, that, and that's what that's what Triple H was. You know, that was what we had asked Triple H about right when it became announced that NXT was going to USA, and that and, and we knew that AEW Dynamite was shortly behind on TNT. As he said, he goes, you know, everybody's saying that we're counter programming. He goes, but we were on Wednesday nights first. Just because it was on the network and not cable doesn't mean we weren't there. Uh, so mm-hmm. he kind of took it. He looked at it as the opposite way. I mean, you know, it, depending on how you want to look at it, whatever. But yeah, he they looked at it as Wednesday was their night of wrestling. But to your point, Matt, it'll be telling what happens when AEW adds their second night on TNT if WWE counterprograms that. That will tell us. Doesn't make in the long in the the, I'm surprised nobody like like somebody in their company doesn't show like tell them the long game. You need to think the long game. The long game is can you use this as bait, if you will, this AEW program bait meaning I feel like you were fishing, right? Yeah. Lure. Uh, I'm sorry, bait rather. 
yeah, let's stick with bait analogy. Um, my analogies are terrible, then I apologize, folks. But you use them as the bait to go out and get these fans that you can't get, that you haven't yeah. been getting, right? And if they're able to really go get those fans that used to watch wrestling and then became disenchanted and went to go watch UFC and didn't come back, and AEW showing that they're able to get those fans, let them have them. Let them build that. And then a couple years later, then snatch those fans by then running, you know, counter-programming. Free enterprise, man. I just don't see Vince McMahon sitting back and playing the long game. He doesn't have time to play the long game. There's a zillion, he's zill, there's like freaking zillionaires, and they're just so far ahead of everybody else. I don't know. I know. I know. So Jewel Slinger with a 999 yeah, super chat. Thank you. Tribute to the network. Saying I was looking forward to the six-man tag match, but found myself far more emotionally invested with MJF and Cody. MJF is possibly the best mm. heel in wrestling. And ding, the, ding, 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 yep. The Chris with a 499 super chat. Everybody with the 99s tonight. Let's MJF go. is television gold. He gives me hope that real professional wrestling will be back in a boom period. Uh, do you guys feel the same way? I mean, I think if it does, he's le- I, I agree. He's one of the people leading the charge. I really do. Stays in character. The best. I love that about him. Yeah. I mean, did, even you, ever Jared, the docu- you, know, did you ever see the documentary they did on him on YouTube? The, the Yes. With the amazing twist halfway through <laughs> when i watched that the first time i fell for it i was like oh see he's just a regular guy he's explaining how the character is and, then that's <laughs> and i was like this is freaking brilliant they need to show this on tv they do yeah it was so well done just so young then i haven't was, so i'm not gonna ask what the twist is i guess i have to go find this it. was years ago this oh, was okay. like him on the indies like two three maybe right? two years ago maybe okay years so ago. he's 21 at the time Something He's like that. Yeah. Crazy young, twenty three now. He was twenty one. This kid, man, he gets it, and then some. He totally gets it. It was brilliant. It was very well done. Um, he's brilliant. Yeah, he's he's great. It. So let's talk about AEW tonight, and we will talk about that Killer Cross news uh, after we recap. Uh, opened with John Moxley versus Ortiz. We had Chris Jericho on commentary, uh, out there with Sammy Guevara and Jake Hager. Of course, Santana was with Ortiz. Uh, what did you think of this match to open up the show with Moxley getting that win? Good. This is great. I thought this was a great way to kick it off. Two, two acts. I dig very, very well-paced match. Great, strong, you know, and, and a very good win by Moxley. Yeah, good match, uh, but I mean, the most the highlight, the, the headline is 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 the ending. You know, eye for an eye. Literally, I loved it. I loved yeah. it. Yeah. So he jabbed his eye with the key, uh, with the key to the car. A nice yes. little, just little keeping keeping continuity to the story here. The car <laughs> he stole, stabbing with the key. I mean, that's great. You know, no automatic starter here. He's stabbing him with the freaking key. I love it. <laughs> that was good. Uh, good storytelling. Uh, we followed that up with SEU versus the best friends with Orange Cassidy. Oh man, I don't. Cassidy's know. over. He's so over. Yeah, I mean, Cassidy's the most over guy in this. So you got the former, you got the first AEW <clears throat> tag team champs, and the best friends. And I'm thinking back to this match, and the thing I remember the most was the Dark Order coming in the ring and uh, trying to recruit Orange Cassidy out. <laughs> like to me, that was the high point. Everything else was just uh, an appetizer for that, right? <laughs> this thing is so funny to recruit Orange Cassidy. <laughs> but that's kind of my point though Matt. He's, too, uh, he's too lazy to pledge allegiance could you imagine cult? if he was in the cult <laughs> what it would look like <laughs> he but, wouldn't uh, wear the mask he wouldn't put it all the way down <laughs> oh, he'd no. just wear it on the top of his head <laughs> he would be, yeah he wouldn't be able to pull it down he wouldn't do it he wouldn't um, want to struggle breathing <laughs> 
you know? <laughs> that guy is a star, but he's kind of venturing into that Tyler Breeze territory, though. His gimmick is so strong, nobody's aware of what he can actually do with wrestling. Well, I think that's good. So when he does throw <laughs> it out there every once in a while, it's like, holy shit, he can go. Yeah. He, yeah, he, uh, he had, yeah, he, this is the prime setup for Orange Cassidy. You can milk and milk and milk him doing the nothing, the hands in the pocket. And then, like, once a year, he explodes, comes out of his shell, does like some amazing things, and then back to hands in the pocket. It's, it's a little bit like in a, in a longer form. It's kind of like the, the, the Eugene character in WWE. You know, like, you think that he's just, you know, he's, he's this, you know, got handicapped and then all of a sudden he's filled with rage and can do amazing things. I mean, maybe, I don't know if that's the best analogy, but like there's a lot of things they can do with Orange Cassidy in time. He couldn't wait a year to do it though. I mean, come on. I'm actually going to smoke it for a year before he said it's kind of, it's, kind of, it's kind of like when you watch the Jay and Silent Bob movies and there's always that one, there's always the one scene I'm, where Bob all of a sudden speaks and has the most insightful and, things to say. And I agree. I know what you mean. I know you're getting that, but yeah. like they've already kind of let the genie out of the bottle a little bit with some of the stuff he does off the top rope. Some of the dives yeah. he's done. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the best friends are holding him down. They're holding him back. They, oh, they totally are. Yeah, totally. They yeah. To- but he needs somebody. He can't go out and wrestle a full match. Yeah. I mean, actually, Unless actually, he, Matt, that's he takes the heat. Maybe he could actually just eat the heat the whole time and make a comeback. But he was on the indies, Matt. We talked about this when we first saw him at Double or Nothing. We were watching those matches. He put on great one-on-one matches. Everyone was unique. He found a different way to incorporate the gimmick and still get some wrestling in. I want to see that guy on TV. The other person, though, you need to remember, has to go along with it. Yeah. If yeah. you notice, all those matches had that in common, right? Mm-hmm. The other guy had to play along with him. Sometimes it looked, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Because it, the, the wrestling purist in me, not that there's much of it, but the wrestling purist in me, you know, can get kind of annoyed with it a little bit. I'm like, oh, come on. Like, this is oh, this is getting ridiculous. I, with some of those matches. But let me be clear. Like, 90% of me is super entertained by it, too. Because it is creative. And it is different. I'd love to see a conversation of, like, Arn Anderson, like, coaching <laughs> Orange Cassidy. <laughs> <laughs> I would just like to go inside Aaron's head Dude. or Jim Ross's head when he's out there. Because <laughs> you Make know what's work. going on up there. You know what's going on up there. Hey, Matt, from your experience, do you think if he saw him, how do you think Vince would interpret <laughs> Orange Cassidy? <laughs> he would not eat. Oh, my goodness. You talk about somebody <laughs> on the opposite end of the spectrum. That would never get it. Would not even get it. He wouldn't even let him in the arena. The guy, the, he wouldn't the even billion. let him in the arena, let alone give the yeah. guy a tryout match, which he totally would deserve and he would get over on his show too. But we're talking Vince's opinion here, right? right? The billionaire that doesn't sleep and tries to buy into a gimmick of a guy who's a lazy millennial. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I, I said this Great at the gimmick, time. Though. Remember, Orange Cassidy was slow to sign with AEW. I'm surprised WWE didn't try and make a play for him. I'm not. They are freaking tone deaf yeah. when it comes to like that kind of stuff, right? Though he's an acquired taste. You got to admit, the first time I saw him do his thing, I, I'll be honest, I didn't understand it. I didn't get it. Yeah. Um, and then when I went on my YouTube search, and I was like, oh my god, I was so blown away by him. So oh, he's great. Away. So uh, Jeff Holke has this live photo. Of uh, Raj Geary and Ryback lounging <laughs> Is there any, not to be, you know, beggars can't be choosers here. Thank you very much for putting that up. Is there any of them with, you can put the, like a daiquiri in their hand? It looks and, like or, a- them, 
or them cheersing each other, you know, like cheers, you know, in the middle of the pool on the rafts. It looks like a, it looks like a SummerSlam promo. (laughs) This is awesome. Yes. Raj back. Raj back. There you go. Uh, Can we get, can we we get right back to come? We get right back to come out to mania. Just, we have, we have to, uh, we have to keep our phones in here. So I'm waiting for a Raj. Oh, I was going to say, we we need to print that on some t-shirts and, uh, you know, where there's WrestleMania weekend. Raj back Raj. versus Raj back versus who, Glenn? Uh, the Jew print. There you go. Yes. Wait a minute. Raj me more. Raj <laughs> me more. It'd, uh, be we did... other, it'd be the other way around for the record, but keep going. <laughs> yes. uh, Justin, we did announce Monday night that you and Raj are going to have to have a Vince McMahon off. Uh, yes. With At WrestleMania weekend. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. I, I second that. Yes. Um, so, Britt Baker tonight versus Yuki Sakazaki. And man, talk about an effective use of the dentist gimmick tonight. Yuka Sakazaki, Yuka Sakazaki, try saying that five times fast, uh, got the win. But after, man, blood coming out of her mouth, broke one of her teeth, put the lockjaw on her. I mean, this was just brutal, brutal Britt Baker tonight. Matt, how do you think this stacked up compared to uh, what we've seen previously? Great. You guys didn't like this? I thought she got herself over tonight. I thought she did a great job. No, I thought it was good. Justin, what did you think of this? I think Britt is one of the best single heel acts at the moment that AEW has. Uh, I think on paper, I liked what they were trying to do here. Um, uh, two two critiques that I, I saw, though. One, I I love what they're trying to do, like having like you know the 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 the, the unsuspecting baby face. You get the uh, you know get the quick you know kind of get the kick, quick win to force Britt to go crazy, grab the bell. I just again. The, you, I can't say her name. She was shorter than the referee. I mean, she's five foot nothing. Again, just like I, uh, offense that I just wasn't into. So whatever. So that's that. But I like what they were trying to do. I like Britt's uh, fury, all that. My other complaint: this is more on production. I love the spot. Britt putting her after the match. Britt puts her mm-hmm. uh, puts uh, chick's mouth on the rope, stomps on her head. I think it's a brutal spot. It plays into the dentist thing. Love it. The camera, the director needs to cut away and go to that tight shot of Britt quicker because they stayed on this close-up of Chick on the rope and the referee is shoving the teeth and fake blood in yeah. Chick's mouth for her to then spit out. I can't unsee it. I'm not trying to like I'm not trying to like nitpick on the tricks of the trade and the parlor tricks here, but like it was right there in front of me. They were doing it and like and then they cut away three seconds later. I mean, I don't know, but I, I like what they were trying to do on paper. I like the effect. I like the whole gimmick. Britt, I think I. She's always she's never been a heel in her life. She's been a babyface always because she's the pretty girl who's, you know, who, who can who can work like a babyface. I love that they are taking this heel approach with her, and I think that it's working. So great for that. I think the teeth stuff. I mean, it could get into Isaac Yankum territory pretty quickly, but I would love for her to cut a promo about how there are thirty-two teeth in the human mouth with more nerve endings concentrated than anywhere else in the body, and I know how to completely uh, dismantle that to cause the most pain possible. I think tonight could be a good sea change for where they're going with her character. Yeah, no, I, I like it. I, I'm, all, I'm all, I'm all, I'm all for the heel, heel Britt Baker. Yes. Um, do you think uh, Kathy Hunter nine two nine saying? Do you think Britt brought in someone's real tooth she extracted? It looked like a real tooth. <laughs> Got plenty of them. Yeah, it's true. It's true. A dentist is like the tooth fairy; they collect them. Uh, anyhow. This was really good tonight. I'm curious where they're going. Uh, then we got Kenny Omega, Adam Page, and the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Bros, the Butcher, and the Blade. 
with the bunny in tow. So this was a hell of a tag match. Uh, Matt, what did you think of this? Awesome. I, I'm not a, I'm still not a fan of butcher blade and the bunny. I can't stand it. I hate it. Sorry. I like one of the, the guys on the team. I think he's awesome and is a wrestler. Just don't like that. I hate the whole character. I hate the gimmick. It's a tough one. I'm warming up to it, actually. So, I don't know. Well, hmm. good, because they need... They need all the needs fans they can get. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but this was really to set up the storytelling after the Blade the Butcher and the Lucha Bros won, which were Matt and Nick arguing with Adam Page. Omega was trying to play Peacemaker. Right. It's Page bounced from the ring looking for a beer and headed out through the crowd. They're really going with this drinking angle as uh, the crux of this story. I don't feel they advanced it, actually. I, I feel like we just saw the same thing, essentially. Didn't we just see the same thing where he went out in the crowd and left again? He has been uh... – I mean, this did feel a little repetitive to that end. And it was interesting that they went from this to Tony Schiavone talking to Kenny Omega uh, and then completely abandoning what was going on with, with Paige, but cutting the yeah. backstage with Pac, yeah. standing there uh, threatening Riho um, and, uh, to get, uh, what was it, to get his uh, match date with, uh, mm -hmm. with Pac. With Kenny, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, the surprise of this, though, which I actually loved. Now, what did you think of Nyla Rose then coming out after Pac left, powerbombing Rio through the table and telling Rio that next week she's coming for her, so it's going to be a title match, Nyla Rose versus Rio next week on AEW. Nyla Rose is going over, and she's going to be the new champion. You heard it here first. Justin, yep. what do you think? I, I agree, and uh, I feel <laughs> felt bad for Rio. The segment's being done live, and the table doesn't break, and Rio just takes uh, a hard bump on that table. I'm telling you, these lighter girls, it is hard to break that table. It yep. really is. I feel bad for them because it hurts so much worse. It does. It kills. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, again, I, I, I know I'm pick. I know right now the theme of me tonight is I'm picking on uh, the, the Asian females, but I just, 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 no, I don't have, I don't see any credibility or any believability in, in Rio. Okay. I just don't. Sorry. Um. Yeah. What was that for? Just people tweeting more stuff at us that we probably should not show on this podcast. Anyhow, um, show it. Show it. No, I'm not showing this. But uh, let's talk about this Darby Allen vignette, where uh, he was taking a flamethrower to a cardboard cutout of Sammy Guevara and Chris Jericho hugging. Perfectly cool. Loved it. Yep. I love this. They don't, they hit grand slams when it comes to these vignettes. They just do. These are awesome. It, 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 it genuinely, I don't know if this is how they do it, but it genuinely feels like, uh, hey, Darby, we need you to run a video. We need to run a video with you in, in two weeks from now. Uh, do something showing your anger and rage towards these guys. And he goes and finds a flamethrower and they have yeah. a video crew. And they like it, it really, it truly feels, I don't know if it is, but it feels like total creative, you know, utopia. This was really well produced. I mean, of all the backstage vignettes, pre-tape promos in either brand, this is uh, one of the best in recent memory. I mean, so I'm assuming we're going to get Darby versus Sammy at uh, Revolution, which I think will be a killer match. That's going to crush it. Yes, it will. It'll be great. Uh, tonight, Kip Sabian with Penelope Ford versus Joey Janela. The angle that keeps on going uh this was good though i thought right they eventually had to have a match here right yeah 
I mean, I, I don't know. Are you invested in this, Justin? I believe it because the fact that I know Janela and Penelope actually used to be a thing. So, like, there's that realism. There's that Matt Hardy edge leader realism is that this is not like a manufactured Lana Rusev Lashley. Like, these three people are have all been romantically cross linked. Is she really with that guy, Kip Sabian? Uh, I think. Really? I don't know for sure. I know that she used to be with Janela. But my problem, I mean, I enjoyed this, but I thought like it started out and Jim Ross set up on commentary great. He's like, folks, I don't think we're going to see a lot of wrestling here. This is going to resemble more of a hockey fight. And the start of it, it did. And then it turned too much into a wrestling match. And then JR is putting over. Janelle is known for his crazy stunts, blah, blah, blah. But he can actually wrestle. That is such, That was so contradictory. Three, five minutes ago, you were telling me this is going to be a fight because this is over a man was watching his But he's got to do something because he's, he's trying to make chicken salad out of chicken shit. Yeah, but, when but, it's being done in front of him, his job is to try to get things over that are going on in the ring that need the help. Right, the psychology behind that needed the help. But, but what I'm saying, Matt, is that this match shouldn't have been as long as it was. It shouldn't have been as much of a traditional no. match as it was. They, they, you know, they came out. I swinging. agree. They I came agree. out swinging each other. They, they needed. They should have stayed there, and they should have been a short match because you can't go yes. long. Those kinds yeah, of yeah. I, I don't know why this turned into a wrestling match. Yeah, I think having a long match when the angle is over a love triangle, I just think is really testing the mileage that a story like that has. It needs to be short. I agree with that. It does need to be short because so much of the Gaga takes up most of the time, usually. Yeah. You're right. Humanity donated $2. Thank you very much, Humanity. You guys think AEW needs a mid-card title? No. Sure? Oh. <laughs> we got one yes, one no. I think uh, when they had a second program, definitely. When we yeah, had a second night of programming. Fair. All right, that's fair. Um, so after this, what everyone was waiting for after Kip Sabian won that match via pinfall. Well, first, actually, we did have that inner circle promo backstage before the, uh, the whipping or the whooping, whipping, whooping, both are correct. Um, that happened. So Santana is going to face Moxley next week. Um, but yeah, I like Jericho, uh, chastising what kind of trash he was to spike man in the eye tonight uh so they're gonna keep building this revolution i think uh moxley's gonna face every member of the inner inner circle before this is over it's, and that it makes sense but by the same token i think they're doing it too soon i still think the inner circle should have been given more time to get to completely dominate this show like not show any change and any kind of kinks in the, in the in the in the armor so to speak you know what yeah. i mean like look like a machine for like Two months, three months, even I would argue. And, and we then, st- when somebody goes through them one by one and does the Diamond Dallas Page versus NWO shtick, then it means more. And we still haven't seen uh, uh, Jake Hager have a match. That's crazy. No. That's good though. I will but say no, that. Yeah, that's but, a good thing. But to your point, Matt, of like we could get more, they could get more mileage out of their dominance. We haven't even got him in the ring yet. That that's actually a really good point. Um, there's my obviously huge money to be made in that. They continue yeah. to make him a monster. Very easy to do with continuing that path. And then, yeah, eventually he wrestles. It's going to mean a lot more. So then we had the Young Bucks backstage asking Adam Page what his problem was. Uh, Nick saying if he keeps acting this way, he's going to lose those tag team titles. It is weird that Page and Omega are the tag team champions. Uh, Why is that weird? Because it just this whole storyline. I mean, the fact they're announcing there's gonna be a tag team battle royal for a title shot at Revolution coming up in two weeks. They're gonna have a title match against SCU next week. This whole storyline is about 
what, what we saw here. They took Adam's cup of beer away. They headed off. Uh, Adam Page looked to think about it. Someone brought him up a pitcher of beer and he drank some. I mean, they're using the tag team titles to tell this Adam Page story that I think they could tell perfectly fine without it. I don't know. I feel like it's the, the titles are a backseat to the interpersonal drama between the elite. They're trying to uh, show us here. And I, Matt, maybe I wouldn't feel this way if we were a year into the promotion, but don't you think with the tag team title still being kind of new, it's weird that SCU lost them only for them to be almost sidelined in the story. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I do. Um, especially if SCU just ends up winning them back. I don't know. Not good. Yeah. So let's talk about the main event. Wardlow yes. out with MJF. Cody comes out fully dressed in a suit, which uh, then he proceeded to undress from the waist up so he could get his lashes. And during which uh, he had support from his brother. Uh, he had support from Arn. He had support from his wife, Brandy. Uh, what did you think of this match, Matt, and how MJF looked and how Cody looked? Because, I mean, we talked about this uh, in the build-up to this. Cody really wants this match uh, against MJF at Revolution, so he's he's doing his penance here with these lashes. But let me get your thoughts on awesome. this. Oh, awesome, awesome. Very, very, very intelligent to have the three of them out there because they're they're obviously put out there so we can emotionally invest even more in the pain he was going to be that he was in by showing their faces um the people love him the most watching him have to go through that anguish um totally built this up even more this was this was when wrestling this is like when wrestling is really hitting on all cylinders and wrestling is fucking wrestling you know what i mean when it's really clicking like like this and that emotional investment. And we use that word a lot, but I was so god darn invested in this. This was awesome. This was so well done. So well done. Kudos to AEW and everyone involved in that segment. That was awesome. Yeah, when they started this segment, <clears throat> there was about uh, they had about 13 or 14 minutes until they would hit the end of the hour. And I thought to myself, man, mm-hmm. uh, you know, what kind of goo goo and gaga is gonna have to come on, take place mm-hmm. to fill 13 to 14 minutes? Me too. They made 10 lashes last 13 to 14 minutes and yet as like matt said like emotionally invest we would be kind of cliche it around but it was there i mean every 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 last there was at least 45 seconds in between there was there were there was there was taunting uh you know then they start you know the heels are all out there kind of like watching from afar like oh look at cody getting it and then each of each of the baby faces coming out you know i was a little eh, when brandy came out but i think i'm okay with it even though brandy's supposed to also be playing this other Mm -hmm. Cult character, but we know that she is Cody's wife, and this had a sense of realism. Yes, so her grab, yeah, it just it. it, 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 I I was wondering, how are you going to make ten? And even the little things, like they let Wardlow get a lash in, which they need to do because he's having a match with Cody in two weeks, so you got to get get some heat on him. Like it, this just, yeah, they 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 knocked it out of the park with this, and 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 then MJF playing the frustration, the dude just got to whip. Cody Rhodes' ass for 13 minutes with these 10 lashes, unprovoked because he can't touch him. He just got to whip Cody's ass, and he was so mad after that 10th lash because Cody survived it, and now Cody's one step closer to having a match, and MJF is frustrated. The chicken shit heel is frustrated because the, the, the guy is getting that much closer to him. Doomsday is coming. Doomsday is coming. I, 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 this is This was just... This is when yeah. wrestling is done yeah. well. This is when <laughs> wrestling hits. On, I'm telling you, this is the stuff that sucked us in as kids. 
when they yeah. do it like in an unbelievable manner that sucks us into the damn segment like that. That sucked me in completely. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, uh, oh, I'm sorry, but we guys got we got to give him his credit. I don't know how you argue against Jer- Cody as 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 wrestler of the year. Hmm. I'm being serious. I can't think of anything he's been in that sucked ass. Everything he's been in for me, for whatever rhyme or reason, it, it, it seems to be the best damn thing on any show. I, I care about every damn thing that dude is part of, even just like backstage promos even. He, 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 I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. I just feel like he has done the best overall. And that's he a, comes across very well. He just makes me emotionally invested. I don't even know him. Like I don't even think I've met him even. Do you know what I mean? So like he as an act has been able to get me uh, another former pro wrestler who more than anybody is going to be tougher to suspend my disbelief. Right. Cause you know, the going and goings and comings of how pro wrestling works inside the ring, the psychology. So there's a lot of predictability into it that I usually see four steps ahead and it can ru- not ruin it, but hurt my suspension of disbelief. Right. This dude completely finds a way to do it. Yeah. And make me get sucked into something that I'm thinking I'm not going to get sucked into. And yeah. um, he finds a way to do it, man. He is, he's the shit, man. He really is. He, I think he's the best thing, one of the best things going right now for sure. And to their credit, too, um, you know, as they're trying to build a lot of real emotion into this, 10 lashings with a leather belt that you watch Cody take off his pants. This is one of those things. This is not a gimmick belt, <laughs> this is not a working lash. This is just taking a leather belt and man up and taking 10 shots to it. I mean, like, I mean, the, like the marks don't lie. Like, so, it, you know, this is a very real in your face. Yeah. Yes, it's a scripted, emotional soap opera, but this is one of those things where uh, his selling with that, that was real life. Yes. <laughs> that was I mean, he, he's getting whipped with a belt. The, that, the, no makeup artist came in. In the midst of this, and made these red marks. What That's, the ref is, wasn't sitting there feeding the lines yeah. under his back with the blood out of like a <clears throat> frosting bag. You know what it, I was worried about was how was he going to sell it because it, when something hurts in real life, you don't you don't play it big. You yes. know, like if somebody really punches you in the mouth, you you, you know you're, you're stunned. Gonna grab, you're going to grab your yeah. mouth and like look for teeth missing, blood, that kind of crap. You're not like yep. you know what I mean, like they do in wrestling. You know, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Damian Cole with the $6 super chat saying, should Moxley or Jericho win at revolution? What's better for AEW in the long run? Long run. I think they're both on the same level of it. Not mattering. Like with long run Jericho winning. Really? Yeah. yeah because he means he keeps more steam on him to put over whoever that person is yeah. one day. It'll mean more when that one person finally does go over on him. You're um, not going to, you're not going to think any so, less of Moxley. You know what? You just gave me my answer. Yeah. You're right. Uh, Lose 13 with the super chat saying Guevara should be the Orton of, uh, to the inner circle. I've taken him that way already, but, you know, obviously much smaller and uh, more, much more of a wise ass. AOTV uh, asking, who do you think wins, MJF or Cody? Cody. Right? You built all this. Cody has to. You know? But then yeah. MJF really has to come back. MJF needs to disappear. You know what? What, what would back. happen then? Yeah. How would it work then, Glenn? If if if, yeah. if 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 MJF wins, which I think Cody can take, I think Cody can take this loss. I do. I think he'll be he can still be okay and win. The problem is they made it so personal. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like like when Cody said he wouldn't wrestle for the title again if he loses to Jericho. 
well, that really screwed him a little bit, in my opinion. Um, do you know what I mean? And, and this is one of those things, too, where if he does put over MJF, well, then what? Now he's your top baby face who, you know, was going to finally right that wrong, right? Mm-hmm. And he doesn't? I think if MJF loses, he needs mm-hmm. to have, like, his segment after disappear want- for a while. But he has to come back and do something so, so- hardcore and twisted. All right, listen. So I want MJF to win because it makes his character, it'd be perfect for his character and his continued meteoric rise in wrestling, right? Yes. It's a main event level win for him, and he's made. He's already made anyway, let's just be honest, but he'll be even more made with an actual win versus Cody Rhodes, right? So, like, I see both sides of this. This is a tough booking call, actually, I'll admit. Maybe, we shall see. Maybe, maybe it's... Um... Maybe it's one of those kind of like deals where like where whoever like if Cody wins, he get you know, he gets some kind of sense of vengeance but something happens post match that also lays Cody back out that keeps MJF and or Wardlow. I don't know. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Cause it's not because let's let's be honest, let's look at the let's look That's at the card placement. It's not gonna be the last match at Revolution. You figure or I don't think it is, you figure the last match at Revolution is gonna be the title match between Jericho and Moxley. So right. if, if it's not the last match, you can get away with um with a with a you know with a indecisive not indecisive, but you can get away with uh, uh unfin- unfinished business essentially. So one yeah. uh little detail we didn't discuss earlier before we get into the news is that tonight, if you noticed on Velveteen Dreams tights, he had uh the airbrush that said call me up marina. And a photo there, and that's Marina Shafir, who's Roderick Strong's, hmm. uh, I believe, girlfriend, partner. Certainly, that is their child. He had an airbrush of uh, Velveteen with Marina I dig and it. child. Uh, so, yeah, I have a feeling we're going to see Roderick versus Velveteen Dream at TakeOver Portland. I love that he gives the you know ode to the old school. I love that he does that, Velveteen. The Rick yeah. Rude. Love that. Uh, Dude, Buddy I've Barlow. Got a, I'm sorry. Okay, go I've got a tough call to make. I don't know who... My, which man crush I like more? Is it MJF or is it Velveteen Dream? I don't have an answer for that. You know what we should do uh, at uh, at WrestleMania, Matt? Was re- uh, wrestling should get you access tickets. And just I want you to go through the access experience with the camera and just have you fanboy out at everybody that like you love watching. I think the fans would get a kick out of that to see you, Miss Elder, uh, Mr. Elder Statesman of professional wrestling, who's been doing this for so long, just be a fan. Uh, they definitely got to be the younger guys, though. Only the rest of them are like, dude, you're, uh, no, you're, I wanna, you're two feet tall. You should be pumping my gas. I want to take my, I want to take my press credentials to uh, WWE Access Mini Week, and I want to have Matt Morgan come with me as my cameraman. I think that'd be a fun, that'd be a fun dynamic. Let let let, let Matt mark out as the cameraman. The cameraman is a foot taller than me. To what do I owe these total jabron status freaking gimmicks? Uh, you guys. Oh, uh, look at you! Look at you! Yes, like Gallows and Anderson. We'll see Matt be like, oh, dude, time's supposed to be tough if you're doing camera work now. I didn't think it was that bad. (laughs) Doing LaVar's camera work, Jesus. (laughs) Uh, Buddy Barlow with the Super Chat saying, Wardlow versus Cody Cage match is going to be insane. Just don't want to see Wardlow lose his first match either. I know, I agree. And Cody's back. They do have photos of his back all tore up on the AEW Twitter. If it, I, I would think, and that is the big thing. Like you don't want Warlord to lose his first match, no, but like, no. but, but, Co- but Cody has to somehow win so he can have his match with MJF. Dude, Big Show Stone Cold style, dude. Have him break you, the cage. 
Ah, right? Matt, you beat me to it. They have to do something where it's like it was just a a, a, a funky finish that allowed. Yeah, that's it. He, he power bombs him into the cage. The cage somehow comes open. You know what I mean? February ninety nine, St. Valentine's Day Massacre. That's how you do it. Same thing. I went bananas when Big Show came over though. To I loved it too. Awesome. Best part of that match though, prior to that, the bump that Vince takes when he and Austin at the top. Vince uh, takes the bump off, off the, and then falls back and hits the announce table, cracks mm-hmm. a spine. Ugh. So what else do we got, Justin? Here in the world of professional wrestling. Well, the big news, as we kind of alluded to earlier, uh, it had been rumored and uh, it was confirmed on WWE Backstage last night on FS1. WWE then confirmed it today with pictures of them at the Performance Center. Uh, And it was the fact that uh, Timothy Thatcher has signed, Timothy Thatcher most recently with MLW. Uh, He's now WWE. And then um, uh, Killer Cross, you know, who had been with Impact Wrestling and uh, is... is Who's Timothy? We what? Timothy Thatcher. I don't know who that is. But uh, he's a, a very. Um, What's his name on MLW? Timothy Thatcher. Oh, dope. Sorry. <laughs> um, a very. Uh, Who's the guy MLW's got? He's in a tag team, but he. Um, both uh, both of these guys work a very physical, strong style kind of way. Okay. The, the, this is these are not high flyers. This is a. One well, killer cross is. Yeah, yeah well, Timothy Th- Thatcher's a. I'm gonna punch you in the mouth, kind of guy. If William Regal, if you want to, if just, uh, Pete Dunn, got that that got that European kind of stiff uppercut kind of feel to him. I think Killer Cross is is ready. I mean, just for uh, a push, ready for some exposure. I think he's got the look. He's got he the does. personality. He does. I think he'll be so, a very strong addition to NXT. No word on what their names will still be. WWE.com introduced both of them. Introduced Killer Cross by his real name. Said he's also known as Killer Cross. Really gave a little bit of his accolades. Well, there's some there's some questioning of whether or not they're going to allow Killer to be in the name of one of their. Oh, come on, I, that's that's the that's the question right now. He might just be Kevin Cross. He might just be Cross. Might just be Kevin Cross. The men's supposed to name him Chris Cross at that point. To go from Killer to anything else is a letdown. Well, maybe, maybe he's just Cross. I don't know. Don't say that in front of Vince. I'll make him do it. Crisscross, he'll make you jump, jump. Uh, anyhow, Vince think, didn't get that either. Yeah. Um. You think you don't think Vince was like, wow, all these kids wearing their clothes on backwards? I don't God, understand. No. no, Vince was like another bad oh, creation. Inside out is Vince, much cooler. Than Vince, Vince has been, Vince has been ready. Really to- quick, I gotta cut this off. I got you. Gotta, trust me, Justin. This is why the fans you love me, and here we go right now. Ready? Remember this moment in time, Glenn, when mm. Crisscross was at his most popular. Did yes. you in your like bathroom or wherever your big mirror was, right? To check yourself out before you went out places and stuff. Did you wear your clothes backwards? No, but my younger brother did. And uh how, I remember, can I ask question, how was it done? How do you put it on backwards? How do you put the button down baseball jersey on? That's backwards? what he had. He had the big button. I remember helping him actually button it backwards. Yes, I knew it. Yeah. I knew nobody can put that on I all these years. It's yeah, you can't so, button that yourself. <laughs> I I no idea. I'm like, how could they do this? Wait, wait, wait a minute. How do you bu- do your fly behind and zip oh. it up and buckle it behind your your butt? How do you do it? <laughs> yeah, I was very invested in the uh, feud between uh, Criss Cross and another bad creation. Now, of course, another bad creation wore their clothes inside out, whereas Criss Cross wore their clothes backwards. Oh, I don't, that's I don't that was that's why there's the line in jump. Everything I wear is to the back with a little slack. Little slack inside out, wiggle, 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 whack. <laughs> Bruce, 
He's not just a cross. Mm. He's a crisscross. <laughs> what? <laughs> huh? What? <laughs> God. You know what's funny, though? I find myself listening to another bad creation more now than Crisscross, Like Aisha, Playground. Aisha those songs. Awesome. Playground, awesome. They kind of sound similar when you think back, but still, very they're very similar. good songs. Yeah. Boys to Men, ABC, BBD. Uh, was the BBD was the weakest for me. Really? Uh, the bunch. Yeah, I know they're probably moving. Oh, love Bill Biv DeVoe. Boys love to Men was number one for me out of that group, out of all those. Well, and I remember there was the mystery because in those videos, like Motown Philly, there were like mm-hmm. Boys to Men, Another Bad Creation, Belleville, and then they showed Sudden Impact that was like a white R&B group whose record never got released. And it was oh. like, what's up with Sudden Impact? I don't remember that. Yeah, go watch the Motown Vill- Philly video. There's like a picture of these white guys in there. Oh, it does um, make me want to go eat Gino's steaks and try yes. it for the go to Philly and try it. <sighs> Motown Philly is such a good song. I'm just not an R&B guy. I'm not a ballad guy as much. I was... I wasn't either because of them. I was the guy, Wanyans, whatever his name was, like yeah. the the best singer of the group. Him, he was awesome. Well, he'd be in remixes him. out of left field. He was in that song with Mariah Carey. He's mm-hmm. good. He was really good. Yeah, uh, but I'll tell you, if all their songs were like Motown Philly, like I would just be stoked. I love that sound. The New yeah. Jack Swing R and B song. Is that, that that that's what New Jack Swing is? Well, it's of that style. So, I mean, uh-huh. what was that? A hip hop smoothed out on an R and B tip with a pop feel appeal to it. That was the uh, Belle Biv DeVoe definition of their sound. Do you guys yeah. appreciate Glenn when he's doing this? I'm going to go join Raj and Ryback. Hard. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's right at the tip of his tongue. He doesn't have to think hard. It's not, no, I have to think about it a little bit. Yeah, right. <sighs> Anyhow. Can we get a meme of Glenn dressed up with clothes on backwards as crisscross? Please. It will go viral. Right. It really will go viral. And then, Glenn, didn't you rap on this show a while back? I, I I believe I saw a video clip, so it must have actually happened. He did he did the the Humpty dance a few weeks Dude, ago. You folks, you want to go viral? Post a picture of Glenn with crisscross clothes on backwards, okay? And then Glenn rapping that in the background. You guys will get so many followers. you're so welcome. Can I sing some? Can I sing some like Limp Biscuit or something? <laughs> Got to make it happen. Uh. What else do we got? What else? Anything else, Justin? No, that's it. Okay. I got, I got to go watch some old uh, Boys to Men videos with BBD. Good good times. Yes. Did you watch the, the new edition miniseries that was on BET a couple of years ago? I did. I like it. Oh, no. What? It's like three parts. It's so good. It covers yeah, Belbiv DeVoe, Bobby Brown solo, all that stuff. I met Bobby Brown. Ooh. With through Mark Jindrak. When we got released from WWE, we started doing Mark and Matt Live, this stupid reality series that never really, ever really watched. Anyways, when we were filming it, I went to Atlanta where Jindrak lived, and he we're in this warehouse dunking to just get clips of us dunking and stuff yeah. like that for whatever background footage we needed for something. Sorry about the noise. Anyways, and Bobby Brown's there. And <laughs> and part of this warehouse is an actual studio where Mark Jindrak started to try was rapping. And Bobby Brown kept going out from his car back and forth inside the building, outside the building, inside the building, outside the building. And he was doing not so good things. Um, I was still using at the time myself and still messed up on painkillers at the time. But that's that's really all the step I've ever I never went beyond that, obviously. But I remember like, should I feel like this is amazing that I'm hanging out with Bobby Brown right now? Or should I be like, oh, crap, I'm around Bobby Brown right now and he's doing bad things and I'm here. And I'm part of it in a way. 
Do you know what I mean? It was like one of those weird moments that you're looking at yourself in the mirror going, wow, this is pretty cool, but it's also, I think I should be embarrassed by this right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I was so screwed up on painkillers. I, I don't know if I really, you know, digested it. My wife did. Yeah. This like, is so not good, man. No, no. Well, part of this... it's the story. I mean, I've had this thought before. Like, I don't really, God, I mean, I can't remember the last time I like, smoked pot. But if I'm hanging out with Snoop Dogg and Snoop Dogg offers me a blunt, you best believe I'm hitting that for the story. For the story. <laughs> you best believe I'm hitting that. <laughs> I mean, come on. Like, let's just be real. But this yeah. was different. Bobby Brown was doing I understand. I understand. Uh, <laughs> he's had a hard life. But uh, a couple, I guess a couple months ago, middle of the night, I like found some random thing that Bobby Brown's selling like hot sauce now and has like a hot sauce company with like barbecue sauce. Has he turned his stuff around like fully? Oh yeah, no, he's he's doing well. He, you know, I think his situation, uh, not to speculate too much, but I believe it's similar to Mike Tyson's, where they got on the right meds finally, and the chemical imbalance was taken care of. He yeah. seems very uh, in a, in a good place now compared to where Lowry's been in the past. Uh, good. But I, for what it was worth, I thought he was yes. Cool uh, but yeah, I did order like a hundred dollars in Bobby Brown hot sauce and barbecue yeah, sauce awesome. and like good for you. shake and bake in the bag. Uh, it's pretty good stuff. This is so coincidental because today I was on driving from work from the office. I have like 3,000 songs on my iPod on, and that's connected to my car. And uh, new, uh, new Editions Hit Me Off came on today. And I haven't heard that song in like five oh, years. God. Yeah, that was a record that Diddy produced. So the fact that we're talking about this is just mind-blowing to me. New Edition, like, I love the Jackson 5. I love a lot of boy band stuff. But goddamn, New Edition, man, Candy Girl, Cool It Now. To me, they're the best boy band of all time. Ooh. How do, you, how do you take them? Jackson Five is a close second. Yeah, know, Jackson man. Five. My mom, I know it's terrible, but my mom was had it in a room the other day, and it kept going from like song to song to song to song while I was cleaning the house in here. I was like, damn, everything they hit was a freaking number one. Like, well, so, but consider it this way: that consider New Edition's legacy, the fact that every member of New Edition, Bell Biv DeVoe, Bobby Brown, Ralph Tresvant, Johnny Gill, yes. They all for, had number one hits for all that reason. For that reason, yes, they all went did their own thing individually. No question. Yeah, I mean Bobby Brown's solo career. I mean it's like it's like if the Jackson Five of Mar- I mean Michael obviously Jermaine a little bit, but you know no one was buying Marlon uh, Marlon Jackson yeah. records uh, in the in the eighties. So I think the new edition just all in all like the mothership of it is just insane what they were able to accomplish. How old were the Beatles? Beatles, that's a good question. I mean, Paul McCartney is... Uh, no, how old were they when they first really hit? Well, were they see. considered teenagers? Oh, I mean, they were actually considered a boy band originally when right. they came out, right? I mean, they were a pure so pop. Then, you definitely have to throw them in there then if that's the case. Yeah. I mean, they definitely evolved. So they were in their early 20s when... Uh, when they oh, okay. No, no, no. Yeah. For me, you got to be a teen and younger. You know what I mean? Like like ABC or... or yes. Uh, it's an interesting genre. It's fun. Do they still exist? Do boy bands still are they? I mean, I remember One Direction was a thing. But... Isn't there a Korean boy band right now? It's like a big thing. K-pop, yeah, BTS. I BTS, say, yeah. I think that's it. Yeah. I don't know. After O Town, I tuned out. Boy bands. What? Hey, really quick. What is K-pop? Korean, uh, Korean pop music. Okay. It's very, very big. And there's all sorts of documentaries. I mean, if you thought what Lou Perlman was doing, aside from the allegations, if you thought Lou Perlman had a factory for boy bands, like K-pop is next level, how they put together and package these groups. Mm-hmm. You know? I miss making the band. When that was on ABC, back oh with O-Town, 
when Tough Enough was on the first few seasons. Making the band was awesome, but I liked the MTV making the band with the, the Diddy the version. Band. Yeah, yeah Diddy's the version. Band, yes. I loved that. Oh my god, I love that show. Dagon spits the hot fire. Dude, Chappelle's cover on that was the best. It's still one that today I cry laughing watching. <laughs> Don't get too close, man. Do you remember that? What oh, yeah. <laughs> I've seen them all. Anyhow, uh, this is what people really tune in for. Forget this wrestling stuff. Yeah. Could yeah. talk about early 2000s reality TV. Um, anything else, Justin? We good? I can't top any of this, so we're done. Cool, guys. Friday night, SmackDown, me, Matt Morgan, and Michael Wiseman going to run it all down. Goldberg's back. You all need to flood Roger's timeline. Why ain't he on the show, I think? <laughs> Although the other night, we were doing this, Justin, I'll have you know, we were doing this with Raj Monday, and I just I wanted some Vince. I wanted some pure Vince. I had to go with the Raj Vince, which isn't as good as your Vince. I haven't heard the. I I thank you for the compliment. I've not heard the Rajvin, so it's good, but it's you know. Yeah, he doesn't get into. He doesn't go as deep into it as you do. Yeah, it's kind of like Fred Armisen doing Barack Obama. Just wasn't (laughs) as good as what Jay Farrow was able to pull off. Anyhow, hey, hey, real quick plug: you can have all of us together doing Vince's, doing uh, boy band talk, WrestleMania week Friday that week. I believe it's April third in Tampa. Rick's on the river from three to five. Glenn, Matt. Raj, myself, Nick Hausman, we will all be there doing some Ryback. Q and, <laughs> and Ryback, uh, doing some Q and A, uh, enjoying the great uh, happy hour specials, the food specials, the just the sun, just the sun being out, and then being WrestleMania weekend. Come join us. It is free to get in. There's no cover. It's free to get in, but we do encourage you to go to WrestlingInc.com's Facebook page to the event and register and let us know you're going to be there. Because if in fact this thing does start to hit capacity, we want to make sure those who register. Get in first. So there you see it right there, facebook.com slash wrestling inc. It's Friday, April 3rd, 3 to 5, perfect little happy hour time. Rick's on the river. If you're going to SmackDown that night, this uh, this this place, Rick's on the river, is less than two miles from the arena. So we'll make sure you have uh, no problem getting to your uh, to your to your SmackDown or whatever you're gonna do downtown. So if you like it, this podcast, all of us in one place, one night. It'd be a lot of fun. Could they click that link and be taken to it right now, or no? Is it just no? The technology doesn't quite exist that perfectly, unfortunately. So you gotta type it in. So take a picture of that, guys. Can capture that. Get on there. Sign up. Do what you gotta do. But come out and see us. Seriously, it's gonna be fun. I promise. All of us in one room together. That's insane. Promise you'll be very entertained. Come on out. It'll be good. Uh, And everybody, when you ask questions, just ask Raj questions about Ryback. Like that's exclusively what I want you to ask Raj questions about. The entire Q and A. We all might be fired by the time Mania comes. <laughs> Let's be honest. How oh, we got stuff to fall back on. We'll be Don't fine. Me. No, I'm We're good. <laughs> okay. On that note, catch you back here Friday. Take care, everybody. Can't fire me. I quit. Terrible. <laughs> Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. 
or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. 